Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith. He's Derek Terry. This episode is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub with three locations, one in Palmville, Williamsburg, London, Kentucky. If you can't make it out to Kroger Field Saturday, make it out to one of those locations to check out Kentucky and enjoy a great meal at the Butcher's Pub. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. Derek, let's jump right in to this Kentucky basketball mailbag. I'm going to have some questions about Chris Livingston, and here's why. Chris Livingston, Adam Zagori was the first person that I saw report that he would announce his decision Wednesday night, and then Travis Graff of Cats Illustrated put out that it will be on ESPN at 7 o'clock. Kentucky's recruiting class for 2022, Derek, is about to get a lot stronger if you're going off recent buzz and momentum. Livingston moving up his decision. It certainly seems like Kentucky's about to get another top five prospect. Yeah, Sean, unless Duke uh, ends up with a five-star commitment here in the next few days before Livingston announces, uh, Kentucky should move to number one in 24-7 sports as team rankings. Uh, that'll give them three five-star commitments to top five guys with Sharp and Livingston. So uh, off to a really good start. And I, I guess, Sean, at one point I wanted to mention real quick is something we had discussed as a hypothetical. Uh, wasn't the original commitment date next month for Livingston? October 15th, yeah. October 15th, so he's ended up announcing on September 15th. Yeah. So a full month in advance, my brother's birthday. Uh, keep that in mind with Casey Wallace, right, who's yep. planning a November decision. Um, I'm going to guess if he is truly coming to UK, that will not be waited on until November. Yeah, and that actually – I don't even know if we're going to be able to even do anything with the mailbag questions because they're all about when will Livingston announce <laughs> or something like that. So we may just end up turning this thing into just a Chris Livingston UK basketball recruiting discussion for a quick episode uh, because right here, you, uh, UK Shane, hey, guys, when do you think Chris Livingston will commit to Kentucky? Well, that happened – that was 16 hours ago, so we'll say Wednesday. And then I think we had one more in my DMs that was asking about uh, – when him or Wallace, if they'll commit sooner. So right here, Ryan says, Bona doesn't want to play with Lively and wants to sign early <clears throat> while Lively may wait. UK wants to wait for Lively. Who does UK get and how would you handle the situation? Also, do we have any behind-the-scenes whispers about when Livingston and or Wallace may commit? Public rumors are that both could announce before official dates they have set. Well, Yes, Livingston is going to bump this thing up. I actually think that Wallace bumps up as well, Derek. But when it comes down to to Bona and Lively, I mean, Lively is going to be the guy that you that you wait for. I mean, that's that's the guy, that's the prize guy in UK's class that they're waiting for is Lively. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think he's worth the gamble. Um, like we've said on here, I really think uh, I. I I just really think they're going to get a few guys back in that front court. And I think you hope to get lively, but I think at the assurance of knowing the transfer portal will be an option and you can probably get a pretty good player out of there. If you miss on both, then um, he's definitely worth waiting on. I guess is what I'm trying to say. I, I would definitely wait on lively and hope you get them. And if you don't, I think you one will have enough coming back that you're not desperate in the front court. But if you do need another body, I'm going to guess you can find a pretty quality option from the portal. 
Well, that's exactly what Ryan asked in the second part. If UK passes on Bona to wait for Lively, then he goes elsewhere. Do we hit the portal or roll with Toppin, Ware, Hopkins, Livingston, and hopefully one of Oscar or Collins in the front court in 22-23? I mean, I, I think that that's, that's what you would love to have is some depth, experience depth there. But the, the portal is always going to be the late spring filler now, I'm more so than reclassifications. I think the portal is where oh, yeah. coaches are going to hit. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, it's hard to even know who, but I mean, and maybe this past year was it, it was more than it's ever going to be again, just with the new rule coming out. But you know, UK got Sheboy. They potentially could have had a guy like Coburn who went in. I just think there every year there's going to be good players at least you know test the waters. I guess you could say to use an NBA draft term. Players that are going to be good enough or if they want to return to their old school, there's going to be no hard feelings there, but also guys who can kind of put it out there and see what comes back. So I, I don't – I just think they're going to be fine no matter what. But Lively would definitely be my top option um, regardless of uh, college guys or not. And, Derek, this class, if it indeed gets Chris Livingston like we expect it to Wednesday night, then John Calipari has – you know, we we had a lot of questions about this 2022 class about, what, three or four weeks ago. Like, why does Kentucky not have any commitments? And we kept saying, just hang tight. It's going to come. It's going to happen. We weren't factoring Livingston in to being a part of that, though. We were factoring Sharp and others, Case and Wallace. But if if Cal goes out and gets Livingston, and here's the, the other thing, Travis reporting that it's going to be on ESPN, they've not done that in a long time. Now, is that – and to me – Ben Cardi has put out stuff, a guest of this podcast last week, a great episode if you haven't listened to it. I recommend you to go back and catch that one because we talk about Chris Livingston and others, but they've they've had guys announce on the Sports Center app, but that's different than ESPN. ESPN, they've not done a TV announcement in a long, long time, and that's when Kentucky was the cool school. When they had James Young and the Harrison Twins and everybody announcing in the same week, on ESPN remains uh, still remains to be seen exactly what the details are around that ESPN announcement. But if they can get a TV spot again and a primetime spot, wow. Orlando Antigua being back on staff must be working out pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, I see Livingston's ranked 12th on ESPN. Um, so I'm going to guess that airing him on national TV has more to do with where he's going to be going to school would be my thing because this is not like I mean Shaden Sharp was the number one player on ESPN and he didn't announce on TV or anything so I think this will be a deal where you know that's it's going to give UK three five stars number one class for now and again I think lively if he ultimately deciding on where he goes will probably be the indicator on who's going to have the number one class if it's UK or Duke um but they're they're doing a good job and you're seeing this roster for next year at least from the high school ranks, already start to come into play. And I, I guess I want to toot our horn a little bit just because, I mean, we're on here every day, so we talk about it probably more than other people, at least publicly. We've been saying for a while, though, Sean, that if you could figure out the high school recruiting ranks with adding big-time transfer portal guys, that they will be potentially a dominant force in the future. Toot, toot. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I agree. We've been saying that for a while. And this class, man, from – Sky Clark got a visit over the weekend as well from Orlando Antigua and John Calipari. And then you added Shade and Sharp last week. And then a week later, you're going to get Chris Livingston, which tells me, Derek, that maybe a week from now, 
could you have another one? Could you convince Case and Wallace and, and line this thing up three weeks, three commitments? It wouldn't shock me. That's the stuff that John Calipari and this staff was so good at doing. Do you think these dudes just announce and just say, oh, I'm going to do it this day? Some of them do. But I also tell you this, too, from covering what we've covered, we also know that there is some playing to momentum that these staffs like to put together. You get silent commitments, and then you get discussions, and they're like, all right, let's string these things together. You've seen Kentucky do it with back-to-back days of commitments, and then Cal come out with a tweet, you know, or and, and he starts filming himself, right? He starts getting swaggy. You saw the wink video after Shaden Sharp. Cal is in a very good mood right now, Derek, and it's because of the momentum he has on the recruiting trail. And I'm telling you, Orlando Antigua being back in Lexington, I said this the day he was hired, that he came back. Getting him back was not just good for the program. It got Cal back to being who Cal was because you have a guy that knows you at your best. And it's no, and I don't think it's a coincidence that you're seeing Kentucky's recruiting go back in the right direction, but you're also seeing Cal do something, Kentucky do some of those things that they, they used to do, like this ESPN announcement, whatever it ends up being. If it ends up being a TV spot, they haven't done one of those. We'd have to go back. Have they done one since Orlando left? I don't remember anyone announcing out. So PJ Washington was the last one I remember actually doing one. Bam. Bam. That was after, that was after Pete. That was before PJ, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I don't remember anything since I've covered the program. I don't remember anyone announcing because I wasn't covering the program when PJ announced. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if they've had one. I don't think they have. Actually, have they? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I might not be anybody. Might not be anybody. But uh, I'll also say this though, man. Like, and this is not to get down a different rabbit hole, but I, do people like watch Sports Center as much as they did like 10, 10, 11 years ago? My TV used to go on Sports Center at eleven o'clock at night, and it wouldn't come off until literally noon the next day. Like, I yeah. would watch replays. Now my TV's never on Sports Center. You know why? Because I can get the exact same stuff on my phone on Twitter yeah. scrolling yeah. through. Yeah, I'm not going to turn this into like, into like everybody wants to like make the ESPN stuff like political. Like, I just think like that's how I'm the same way. Like, there's nothing that I need to sit down and watch on TV that I couldn't just get instantly on my phone or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, I think like back when John Wall and I, I don't think Wall committed on ESPN, did he? Like, shoot, I think I remember just reading Wall committed like in a news story, honestly. <laughs> but I do remember Brandon Knight and uh, Michael Kid Gilchrist both. Like, that was back then, like, you would need to be watching. Maybe you wouldn't need to be watching, but like that was much more exposure, I would say, for UK's program to have it done like that back then. Whereas now you're going to generate just as much excitement just from doing it on this, what the ESPN or Sports Center app. Like you're going to get just as many people interested. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. 
And it was cool back then, too, to do it during Jordan Brand, to do it during the McDonald's All-American yeah. game, Deron Lamb during Jordan Brand. I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Brand that he did that in New yeah, York. I think so. So you had those things, and and that's obviously something that's changed now. But now it's it's cooler to announce it on social media and put a video out, put an edit video out. Uh, mm-hmm. re- regardless of however Livingston announces this thing, you know he's going to have something ready, an edit from someone or a video from someone, and you get those cool behind-the-scenes things. Uh, did Kentucky, by the way, did, when Sharp committed, did they put out the video of any of, a, of the kids sitting there watching highlights of someone? I don't think they did, did they? Because they did the the hallway walk. What well, wasn't weren't all the pictures Devin Booker? Yes, that's right. They've changed. That was, that's yeah, their, their, they've changed it. So let's go here. Who's on the wall for Livingston if if it ends up being Kentucky Wednesday night? I don't think I know enough about his game though. Well, well I, let me see what his comp is on twenty four seven. I think it was Ananobi, right? I think I already looked it up. OG Ananobi was who. Kentucky's uh, going to me. Kentucky's doing this for Livingston to play the small ball four and to play some three. So I don't know who I don't know who that would be. I'm gonna think on that one and we'll get to it on Tuesday's episode. But man, that's that that was a really cool addition that Kentucky put out though. Like the whole walk down the hallway with all the draft picks. And then you got the Cal wink at the end. Derek Cal, I mean Cal just had a statue of himself put up at UMass. He got a floor named after him at Clarion. And now he's got the number one prospect over multiple recruiting services. Now he's about to go land a top five composite guy. He's got Casey Wallace in a spot where he really likes him. Man, John Calipari right now is probably feeling the best he's felt in a very long time. I don't see how he couldn't be, man. I mean, I just – it's uh, – they're on a roll, man. They're going to keep it going and – you, you almost think some ways, man, like with the high – I mean, I, well, I think I think people would be very happy to have a signature already in for Lively. But when you are talking about building the hype for next year, if there is like – I mean, it was much more the case probably back in the day. Like, I want to say that Julius Randall class, wasn't he the last – well, they got Hawkins late too, but he wasn't obviously anywhere near the same stature of a recruit as a guy like Randall. You had the Harrison Twins. You had Marcus Lee. Dakari Johnson, a lot of those guys already signed, and you're just kind of waiting back then on that last piece. And I think the buildup for that was huge, especially coming off an NIT year. Um, I do think there's some advantages, like in the PR sense, to having a guy, a big time target, wait. But, and if that's going to be the case with Lively, it's going to be what everybody talks about in basketball recruiting. So if you get them, just the buildup for that and the, I would say, the excitement for next season will grow even more than potentially if he just signs in November. So, Either way, you just you, you want them. So, yeah, whenever that happens to be, just you want them in Lexington. Yeah, this, this class is certainly coming together, and we'll we'll be right here to cover it. Obviously, all the mailbag questions dealt with pretty much when Case and Wallace and or uh, when uh, Chris Livingston was going to commit, or what was going on with Chris Livingston. So we hope that we've answered those questions for you. I expect the basketball mailbag to like football as we get closer. To continue to go through, obviously, football was fresh on everybody's mind on Sunday, Derek, but certainly looks like between a win against Missouri and a game against Chattanooga, Kentucky basketball is going to be the headlines again, too, this week when it comes to recruiting. And if Kentucky lands Chris Livingston to go with Shaden Sharp and Sky Clark, man, this class is already off and running. To me, it'll claim the number one spot, and I don't think they'll ever let it go. I'm with you. I mean, this is going to be – 
kind of like the revival year on the recruiting trail. And then if they need a piece or two from the portal, get the best, best available player you can. And I, I think, I mean, I think the for as excited as people are to get back out this year and try to make up for such a poor year last year, um, I would say the hype for what next season's roster, I, th- I think it's going to kind of be a return back to how it used to be about yep. a decade ago. It is. Kentucky basketball is back. John Calipari's back to who he is and who he was. And uh, certainly sounds like good times are on the horizon for Kentucky basketball. But until next time, he's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.